Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Mississippi Radio Network. We're glad you're with us around the state this afternoon. Online, wherever you're tuned in, going to wind up another week of Golden Eagle Sports Talk on the Super Talk Radio Network. We're broadcasting today from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Kelly is back from vacation. So the full crew is here, Bob Kelly and uh, Luke over in Laurel, and uh, we're glad you're with us. Got a great guest in the studio with us. Uh, a little later in the show, Andrew Abadie from Pine Belt Sports will be joining us. But uh, joining us right now in the Hattiesburg studio, the uh, Southern Bank Course studio, is Victoria. <laughs> and uh, along with Victoria is the newest Golden Eagle, Graham Crawford. Uh, big news this week when uh, Graham, a former uh, player at the Pearl River Community College and Summerall High School, announced he was transferring from the University of Alabama to the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And Graham, welcome. We're glad to have you on the Eagle Hour. Yes, sir. Super excited to be here. All right, I want to go. We're going to go back to the start. I want you to tell me uh, how all this transpired when you first started thinking about this and how everything went down. Uh, you know. I just knew playing there that that eventually, um, you know, me being in Alabama was going to have to come to an end. It, it just wasn't the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always that hope and that dream uh, in the back of your head that that home is an option. Um, and luckily, and I'm very fortunate to say that it was, and I'm excited to be here. All right, tell us how the transfer portal works. You entered the transfer portal. How did you make contact here, and when did all this occur? So the way it works is, first, you have to go tell your coach, um, and he will direct you to compliance. Once compliance knows, they will then send you an email from the NCAA. You have to watch a video, sign some stuff. Um, Within the next 24 hours, you're in the portal ready to go. Um, And then you're open to every school the same way you are as if you were a junior, senior in high school. Okay, so this news broke this week, and we were all saying, well, this just didn't happen today. I mean, he didn't make this decision today. When did you first make contact here? And So the funny thing is, it literally happened within a five-minute phone call. I was really? actually in Strasburg, Virginia, uh, playing summer ball out there, and he called me at 11 o'clock, and he was like, hey, man, um, is there any questions you have for us? You know, like what um, – how's recruiting going so far? And I was like, look, that, this is where I want to be. You know? Who called you? Coach Creel. Coach Creel. Yes, sir. All right. When Alabama played here this year, great yes, game. It was a great game. Oh, gosh, yes. Was that on your mind then coming here? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. And, and actually, Graham, you've always wanted to play at Southern yeah, Miss. At the sure. time, it just it just wasn't it just wasn't right. It wasn't the right fit at the time. And now, um, 
God works in mysterious ways and brought me back home. But it would have been real easy, and, and Luke can probably address this too as a, as a college athlete. Lots of times if you don't get that first choice, you sometimes have kind of a chip on your shoulder like, well, to heck with them. For sure. You know, I don't want, if they don't want me, I don't want them. No but, doubt. But you kept an open mind and no it worked doubt. out. You got to keep an open mind. You know, there's, there's a right fit for everybody. You got to find it, and I think, I think this is it. Luke, you've got something for Graham? Yeah, so I appreciate you being a catcher because that's what I was in high school. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, coming out of Summerall, um, because Kelly called y'all's games, he just told us how an outstanding catcher you were. You went to Pearl River, then made it to Bama. Kelly was really uh, sore about it when you went to Bama last year. <laughs> yes, sir. But, but the thing about your game particularly that you don't see with a lot of catchers, you're a switch hitter. Yes, sir. And you're a very good switch hitter. Um, and and talk about you know the ability that 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 has the opportunities that that you know being a switch hitter um, has allowed you to play. Oh my gosh, it helps a ton. I can't even tell you. My dad, I remember having this conversation at 13 years old. And your dad was a catcher. He was. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. And that's kind of where it all came from. You know, learning from him. But he said, "Look, man, if you want to play baseball for a long time, I think switch hitting is the way to go, especially if you're a catcher. You know, you get." To college ball, you got guys throwing 88 mile an hour sliders, and if you're left on left, that's just hard to hit. It's very hard. Now, don't get me wrong, you switch to the other side, it's still very difficult, but it definitely helps me. But lots of times, and this is more often than not, you have a more, if you're a switch hitter, you're much stronger, much more powerful from one side. But as I have witnessed your career, that is not the case. You've got equal power from each side. That's what amazes me about your skill set at the plate. How, how can that be? So it's funny. People ask me all the time, you know, what is your dominant side, right? Well, it's weird because if you watch me hit, you could probably maybe say right-handed, some say left-handed, but I actually started out playing t-ball hitting left-handed. I played t-ball, I played five, six, seven, and I only hit left-handed. And then at seven, I guess I just got fed up with it. I don't remember what happened. I don't remember what caused it, but I quit hitting left-handed. I hit right-handed from eight to 13, did not pick up a bat left-handed unless I was playing wolf ball. Started hitting again when I was 13, left-hand, 14, eighth grade. And then it just depended on And then after that, it, I mean, it was definitely a, a learning adjustment period for sure. But, yeah, it's literally whoever lefty-righty I'm swapping. The other thing, too, Bob, by being a switch hitter is it, it handi- handicaps the other teams because they can't – it doesn't matter whether they bring in a right-handed right. or left-handed pitcher right. to face right. them, mm-hmm. which keeps you in the lineup. No doubt. You could hit no from, question. What percentage you know, of college players can switch hit, Kelly? Do you know? I don't. Do you know Luke? Not as many as that. Uh, <laughs> not many. Not a lot. I would put it that way. And particularly, like, like because we're talking about our, our team this year with Johnson and, and Rodrigo Montenegro. Going in, you saw it in the regional. You saw it in the super. When they're throwing a righty, guess what? Rodrigo played to get a, a left, you know, another lefty in the lineup. And when the lefty throw, you would see, you know, the other guy. You'd see Johnson in there. And so it it really does. It allows. Your coach, if if the defensive part is there, allows your coach to be able, no matter who's pitching, you know, to, to throw a guy out there. Graham, just be honest with us. Do you do you uh, do you hit right-handed or left-handed pitching better? I'm gonna be honest with you. It depends on the day. Uh, it completely depends on the day. Um, left-handed to me is definitely more of the side that I like to work on. Um, has a few more. Um, I don't know what you'd call it, but left-handed takes a lot more for me to be ready. Um, right-handed, I've always found that I, I can just roll out of bed and hit right-handed. I play golf right-handed, brush my teeth right-handed. Everything I do is right-handed, so it's just very dominant and natural that I do it that way. You know, I've heard a lot of athletes describe the way they do things. I've never had an athlete use the 
the the phrase "I brush my teeth right-handed." And you got you got some pearls there, Graham. You got you some, like them? yeah, you got some good-looking <laughs> teeth. <laughs> Now, Graham, I want to take you back to that phone call you got from Travis Creel. Mm-hmm. When you entered the portal, is this where you wanted to get no the question. phone call from? No question. I think everybody knew that, too. It was kind of my dream that whenever I did enter the portal, I was kind of hoping that, that I got the opportunity to come here. I knew I wanted to finish my career in Eagle. And, hopefully and so how long had you been in the portal when Travis called you? Three, three weeks. Three oh. weeks, I want to say. Four, maybe. I see. Had you taken calls from other schools? Were you looking yes, at other schools? I definitely. Or were you waiting to get this call? I, w- I have talked to multiple schools, um, and I told them the same thing. I'm just looking for the right fit. Um, and then, you know, the opportunity for itself, and I think the right fit's Hattiesburg. Yeah, so. he, let it, he let it slip one time. Instead of saying right fit, he said, I'm looking for Southern. Mi- oh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> ah, <you know. laughs> Graham, let's talk about that. I mean, Southern Miss, especially after this year, but, but particularly in, in the previous years, Southern Miss has established itself as a top 20 baseball program in the nation, regardless of conference, affiliation, budget, any of that. Mm-hmm. You're coming from the SEC. You're coming from the SEC West, which is probably, in, in most people's objective opinion, the toughest division of the conference in right. the country. Right. But there, it, it's it's almost as if you're actually going to a, a better baseball program now. And, and I'm not like taking that as a shot at Bama. I'm just simply saying – where Southern Miss baseball is on the national map right now. No doubt. No doubt. It's definitely a big thing. You know, us coming here, whenever we came to play in the middle of the year, I watched and just witnessed the energy that the Pete brought. And I was like, man, like, th- this, is, this is what I want to play for. I want to play for a big game at the Pete. That's what I want. Like, it was mm-hmm. just so intense. All those guys played their absolute tails off. And I'm friends with just about all of them. So, you know, that, that makes it a lot yeah, easier, Compare too. the atmosphere at Pete Taylor Park to the atmosphere you played at at Alabama. Are they comparable? No. Not no. even close. Really? The Pete, the Pete is very, very the thing. The, the other thing that one of the, one of the things, other things that Graham Crawford brings to the table is he played for a, a very good program at Summerall. He knows how to win. He's played for a nationally ranked Pearl River team. All right. So this is a guy that already knows how to win, knows what it takes to win. Runs exceptionally well for a catcher, I might say. And I'm not saying this because you're sitting here. I've said it before. Um, but your durability. I mean, you started in at least the fi- your five-year career that I have followed. You've never missed a game because of injury. No. Behind the plate, that is remarkable. Luck or what? I've, I grew up. Uh, with Coach Knight, Coach Cooley, and my dad as well. And then when I got to Pearl River, Coach Avalon, they're all very hard-nosed people. You know, if, if you can play, you can play. And that's, that's, that's what I believe in. That's what everybody I've been around believes in. Um, and unless something's broke or you really can't play, you're on the field. That's, that's how it is. Sounds good. We're talking to uh, Graham Crawford, the newest member of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Can you stick around for a couple of minutes? For sure. All All right, got, we're going to keep him here in the studio with us a few minutes. His friend Victoria will be singing a tune when we come back. A Michael Jackson tune. Is that what I understand? Yeah, now, we have to get Victoria's permission for him to stick around another segment. I got you. More with Graham Crawford right after this.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue for sponsoring the opening segment of the Eagle Hour. Great place to take your family over the weekend. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. They sponsor the second segment. Kelly was out of town, but we had a fantastic two-hour show from Campus Bookmart last week and had the Pearl River coach on and the president yeah. of the school, and uh, it was Wood. great. And uh, we want to thank Miss Kathleen for everything she does. All right, remember, you hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. Now, Kelly, I know you were just out of the country. Did you have any luck with Alexa while you were out of the country? Did she communicate at all with you? Uh, yeah, she told me to take a hike in several different languages. <laughs> I got you. Okay. So Alexa is still not responding to you, Santa. Yeah, no, very few females ever respond to me other than, Correct. other than don't come any closer. I've got mace. You know, things like that. Two marine alerts when you were on the beach. Did I read that correctly? Yeah, I was in Aruba, everybody. I just got back from Aruba, and I was snorkeling yesterday at this time. Well, excuse me, two days ago at this time, I was snorkeling in amongst a family of sea turtles. And and so I I yelled at the other snorkelers. I said, sea turtles. So all the other snorkelers come, and it was really cool. So at the end of it, I'm taking my flippers off and stuff, and and the the father, there was a a father and his wife and like about a seven-year-old boy, and he goes, man, I'm sure glad you called us over here. That was really cool, you know, that, that you got in there with those sea turtles. And his little eight-year-old kid said, maybe, maybe the sea turtles thought you were a whale. <laughs> and, of course, the dad's going, Don't laugh, Victoria. Don't the, laugh. The dad's going, Cameron, Cameron, shh, don't, don't. I said he didn't mean it the way it, uh, it, it, it came you heard out. Just watched, he had just watched uh, Free Willy on Disney. Yeah, that's what, that's that, what that was he thought Willie had gotten in the in the water with the sea turtle. <laughs> he didn't, you guys. He didn't mean it the way it sounded. I, I think he did. But okay. Whatever. I, I, I was exactly there, the way I just. Yeah, I, I wasn't said. there, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. But my speculation is he did. Out of the mouths of babes. Yeah. Yeah. Graham Crawford's in the studio with us, newest member of the Golden Eagles. Graham, what's it, what's it mean to you to get back here around your family and all your friends? And you were telling us uh, off air, you, you know a lot of these guys yeah, that yeah, uh, yeah. play for the Golden Eagles. I know people that play around here, played here, go to school here. You know, this, this is where I'm from. Uh, my grandparents live an hour away. My parents live here. This is growing up here. I love it here, and I'm super excited to be able to play for them. Yeah, and you play for a great high school program, no uh, so and then a great junior college program. Or two, really, some key kids that have played here at Southern Miss have come through Pearl River. You, you will be the next in line sure. to do that. Pearl River is like no other. Yeah. No and now, and now, a lot of those Pearl River guys are going to be, you know, into the Sun Belt, you know, spread oh, yeah. out kind of. So uh-huh. you're going to get to play against these guys. Not a lot of them. Play a bunch of them, and they've all. I don't know how many they had this year. Like 14, I think, son. Mm-hmm. Four going to South Al. I think a couple yeah, to Louisiana yeah. Lafayette, one to Troy. So yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of uh, Pearl River flavor. You know, in yes, the there is. Going and what did it mean for you to see them win the national championship? Oh my gosh, felt like I was there. Yeah, and they and they know that everybody at Pearl River knows they're they're not just playing for the guys there. They're playing for the people that built the program, not me. You know, guys before me, guys. As soon as Coach Avalon got there, as soon as Coach Brewerwood sat down and had that meeting and signed him, that this program's headed in the right direction and it's been headed in the right direction as soon as he got the job yeah. every single year they've had they've made a step up and you know reshoeing oh yeah talked to him yesterday landon harper mm-hmm. the dollar well all real yeah. well yeah yeah but now graham crawford you step into a situation where i mean that nothing's guaranteed here nothing so i mean so how do you mentally you got two guys ahead of you that, that have now got experience in that uniform behind the plate right so what's what's going through your mind now where do you fit in 
I'm going to come in and I'm going to do everything I can to be the guy. That's my plan. I plan on taking this team to Omaha, and that's plain and simple. Um, you know, it's it's always been a dream of mine to play there, and if I have two years left, one of them two, we're going. Yeah, very impressive what you said about the Pete. Uh, I, I guess you probably weren't here during the LSU battles. I was not. I was actually in Strasburg, Virginia, playing summer ball. I got you. Well, I have to tell you, it was um, in my dozen plus years of, of following college baseball, and I think the I think the LSU coach said as much. It was probably the craziest craziest baseball atmosphere in the country. That's what I've heard. I kept getting videos from Victoria standing over here. I'm like, oh my gosh. Were I'm you missing there? out. It was crazy, wasn't it? It was insane. That's the kind of atmosphere I'm trying to play in front of. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, well, I think you found the spot. That's it. It's here. No question. All right, Luke, fire away. Got something more here for Graham? Graham, let's talk about the defensive side of it. I mean, statistically this year, Southern Miss pitching was a second in the country behind Tennessee. I mean, as a catcher, that gets you excited. You're about to work with some dudes. Tanner Hall got named a first-team All-American again today. You're about to get to work with him and Waldrop and an outstanding bullpen, a guy you're familiar with, Landon, Landon Harper. I mean, from a catching perspective, I mean, what could better be a dream than, than to catch some of these guys? There's not. That That's it. You know, especially catching Landon Harper before, you know. Uh, I'm going to get to come in and hopefully work with a staff that next year is going to be the number one team. You know, um, that, that's the that's the goal I have in mind, and we'll see what happens next year. And there's one pitcher who was redshirted this year that you caught in all high too well, all too well. Cross- I thought it was ERA in the state as an eighth grader, if yeah. I remember correctly. Maybe it's ninth grade year. Cross Sively, Cross Sively, who was redshirted this year, left hander out of summer. Also, you'll get to be you know yes, sir. reunited you know with him as well. Right. So right. Super excited. So now you're not playing summer ball now. What? Where do you go? Well, from here? actually, I am leaving Monday morning, headed right back up there. I had to come. I got to move my stuff all back from Tuscaloosa. I'm actually going on a visit here within the next 30 minutes to go <laughs> see Coach Krill and Coach Barry and uh, see what they got to say. And then I'm actually headed out Monday morning at 7 o'clock. Yeah, so, back. so for all the SEC fans that might be listening, this is, this is a great player who is leaving the SEC. To come to Hattiesburg. Well, well this is a different sport. And am I right, Graham? I mean, I think uh, people within the world of college baseball know that Southern Miss could go compete in the SEC or any league in the country. Yeah, and that's baseball in general. You know, you see teams all the time that are not in the SEC that are beating SEC teams. That's Correct. how it is. It's that's not the best football. thing about college baseball. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be the biggest thing ever, I think, in the next 15 years, the way social media is going. I mean, you go watch. You can go watch a big league game, but I promise you, you want to watch something fun? Go watch any college baseball game ever. I you co- never co- know what will happen. I completely agree with you. What do you What that. do you think, Graham, about the image and likeness deals? And and now it it there doesn't seem to be generally any loyalty anywhere. It's everybody out for themselves. How do you think that this is going to continue to change college baseball? It will. You know, every team is going to have the opportunity to make a whole new team the next year. You know, if you want to, everybody, you have one transfer rule plus a grad transfer. So you can transfer twice. So you got guys, say, if you didn't get as much playing time wherever you are, you can go wherever you want to go right then, immediately. Well, essentially, the, the Southern Miss basketball team is, is going is to be... a brand new team. Yeah, it's going to be almost a brand new team. What was the... What was A&M. This? Go look at A&M, who's in the College World Series. They get a new coach in. They have all new players, all new transfers. Yeah. And there they are. There what, they are. What was the college basketball team, the small school that made it? To the final four or final eight, you know. Uh, Dad, if you wouldn't ask me, yeah, I, 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 well, yeah, Florida Gulf Coast did it Saint, a couple Saint years Peter's? ago. Saint Peter's, Saint Peter's, and yeah. then after the season's over, 
60% of their team enters the transfer portal. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. So it's not all about playing time. Not, not necessarily. necessarily. Not necessarily. You know? Not necessarily. Because you talked about it just wasn't. It just wasn't. It, just, the, it wasn't about playing time. It really wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't the right fit for me at the time. It wasn't. Now, hopefully, I think this is. Okay. Now, this is this is official, right? This I mean, is official. I am yeah. a Southern Miss Golden Eagle, hundred percent. Okay, that's what we want to hear. Yeah, yeah. it's on Twitter. It's official nowadays, <laughs> right? I guess that's right. If, you, if it's on the internet, you can believe it's it. It's on right Twitter. Now. We're good. You've now, heard of this Twitter thing, right, Kelly? Yeah, it's Al Gore has come out with. I think it's a fad, really. This whole internet this thing. This whole internet thing. Yeah, yeah, but but there there has been talk, Graham Crawford, that that one of your Pearl River teammates could possibly wind up at Southern Miss, and we've talked about Tate Parker on this show mm-hmm. last week. Talk about his skill set and oh what, gosh. what it might mean if he were to eventually wind up in Hattiesburg. I think it's a huge deal. I think he's one of the best players I've ever had the opportunity to play with. I've literally witnessed him get done chopping wood at 1 o'clock. We have a scrimmage. <laughs> I promise. I'm serious. Okay. At 2 o'clock, we have a scrimmage. First pitch is at 2. He comes back, right? He is running onto the field with boots, jeans, and a, and a flannel. First pitch has already happened. He changes. He's back out there, back in the field before the inning over. Comes back in the second. First A-B, homer. Like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Quick hands. Quick. Quick. I think he can hit at any level he wants to. If he wants to play in the big leagues one day, he'll be able to. And he, is, and he is the all-time now home run hitting leader at right. Pearl River. Yeah, and he wasn't even there his freshman year. He was a Dallas Baptist. That's right. That's right. So, so he did a lot of home run hitting yeah. in a very short period of time. Yeah. Uh, and can run like the wind. Yes, he can. Which And he's a center fielder, and of course it's no secret that with Montenegro gone, that's the position that guys will be battling for next year. So yes, sir. we'll yeah. see if that happens, but uh, Tate Parker, you know, an, another Pearl River guy that, that could wind up in a Southern Miss uniform. All right, Graham. Well, we're glad it's official. We're glad yes, you're here. We really appreciate you uh, coming over. Yes, sir. And, Thank you all more, to more than everything for having me. Thank you. Uh, we love Southern Miss baseball around here, and uh, we're glad to have you a part of it. Yes, sir. More, more importantly, we're glad that Victoria Pace came right, that's, right. Victoria, that's, have, that's the real I have 30 prize. seconds left, Victoria. Do you have anything you want to say? Anything. I don't have anything. Nothing. He has I'm nothing. I'm excited. I'm excited for him to be here with me. Okay. That's well, we're right. excited for him to be here, too. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. All right. Graham Crawford, everybody, the newest member of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. When we come back, we're going to talk to Andrew Abadie. Who is uh, with uh, Pine Belt Sports related to Chuck Abbey by any chance? No, he's not. And you know he gets that question just about every time because of Chuck's you know great resume. The famous Chuck. Sure. sure. Well, we're going we're going to be talking uh, as one eagle has coming is coming in, another eagle is leaving. Um, Andrew actually sat down with Graham Crawford earlier this week. But we're going to talk to him about which Golden Eagle will not put on those pinstripes anymore. Eagle Hour continues right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And we're glad you are. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Core Studios here in Hattiesburg and Laurel. This segment sponsored by Four Street Bar and Grill. A great place for you to go get delicious food. Uh, pretty, I guess, every day. Great entertainment. 
always have the big games on the TV. Kelly, I've been eating down there a good bit here lately, and I've yet to have I've yet to have a sandwich that wasn't really delicious. Well, and I noticed you've packed on a few LBs, Bob, just since I've been gone. But that'll <laughs> happen careful. sometimes at uh, at. Be Fort careful; Street. those whale emotions will be, get offended. Yeah, be careful, be careful now. Don't uh, don't be talking too much out of school here, Santa. Just because you're back from Aruba. <laughs> Hey, I want to thank Graham Crawford uh, for coming in, and uh, Victoria, his uh, young girlfriend, I guess it's fair to say, and uh, two delightful kids. She was full of personality, as was Graham Crawford. Uh, what a great addition, I think, to uh, Southern Miss baseball. Andrew Abadie uh, writes sports for the Pine Belt uh, for Pine Belt Sports, and Andrew, I understand. First of all, welcome to the show. I understand you talked to Graham Crawford earlier this week, and uh, this is a this is a great find for the Golden Eagles. Hey, well, first off, thanks for having me on. And, yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. Uh, you know, I got to cover Graham in high school, saw him play a little bit at PRCC. And, you know, I, I would say they probably should have got him out of high school, if I'm, if I'm being really honest. But, you know, like like I think like Graham said, everything, you know, has a way of working out. And, and I think it's a huge addition. It's obviously a, a big bat that you, that you add. And I think after – I think after Rodrigo had to catch 20 games of just having one catcher, I think uh, Scott didn't want to have to deal with that stress again. And I think adding Graham to that lineup gives you a whole lot of possibilities. Right. Well, one comes, another leaves. Uh, kind of shocking yesterday to uh, a lot of Golden Eagle fans to hear that Will McGillis is uh, foregoing his last season. However, I will say this. You know, I was talking to his father Sunday uh, at the ball field, and he told me Will had gotten his master's degree or was about to get his master's degree. So, personally, I'm one person that's not totally surprised by that. Uh, w- what are your thoughts about the McGillis situation? Uh, I wasn't surprised uh, either. Um, I had heard it early at the beginning of the year that it was that this was going to be it. And then as the season went on, the more success they had, the chatter kind of changed. But, you know, you you get your bachelor's and master's. I mean, there's only so much room you can do. And plus, it, it just it didn't surprise me overall. And you know, I I think I think what you you lose that you know that leadership that 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 he brings inside the locker room. Everybody talks about it, but at the same time, I think you know I think that's a spot you could uh, potentially upgrade at as as well. Yeah, Luke, get in here with Andrew. Andrew, so, yeah, let's talk about Will and the statement he made on, on Twitter yesterday. He, he didn't say if he was going to play baseball somewhere. Um, he didn't say uh, if he was going to continue playing baseball. It was just basically a, a salute to Southern Miss. I mean, there, the, you know, there's there's some chatter out there, uh, but do you think he's going to, to take this last year and go play somewhere, or will he just call it a career? You know, I, I know as much as you do, and I, I think it's 50-50, if I'm being perfectly honest. I don't think it's a crazy scenario if he wanted to go uh, go to San Diego or something like that, uh, you know, just to be with his dad for a season uh, or, or hang it up. I, I really don't know. Like like I said, I, I know as much as you guys do, yeah. so I guess we, we shall see. There, there might be just kind of the chatter. Of course, Chad Kaye is an assistant coach at South Carolina. You know, that might be a, a spot. We've actually, I think, um, Bowen went over there, you know, a few years ago. But so so let's talk about who they replace it with. Of course, Creek Robertson came out of uh, Madison Central. He's not a big bat, but an excellent fielder. Uh, Northwest Rankin coming in, uh, the kid Nick Monastere. I mean, he could he could compete for that spot. Or is this a, another place where they try and go get somebody in the transfer portal? Um, you know, I, I think there's talent 
in in that locker room right now that could take that spot. You know, I think Nick Monastery is a possibility. You know, a guy who I thought had a great fall, great spring that played at second base was Casey Arteagues. You go look at, you know, he, he had a brother at Tulane that 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 was a great hitter for them, and he had a, he hitting wise was pretty solid. Uh, and you know, that's where Brady Faust used to play at second base, and you know, he had some bright moments this season. And I I, I don't think it'd be crazy to see uh, Faust, Arteagues, and, and Monastere be competing for that second base spot. And and, and honestly. They've all kind of shown that they have uh, pretty solid gloves there, and, and I think uh, it gives you a different dynamic with hitting, especially uh, running around the bases. They, they they need some speed in that lineup, and I, and I think that would uh, be a spot that you could you could add that to. Kelly, Andrew, I just wanted to just get off the beaten path here for just a second. Uh, you you we talked about Graham Crawford from from Summerall so much. You know, Larry Knight has laid such a great foundation at Summerall High School. But how about Andy Davis? In two years as head coach at Summerall High School, this is a guy that's led his team. And now, it never hurts to have talent, right? But you've got to be able to put it together two straight years in his two-year career at Summerall. He's led the Bobcats to the state championship finals and won it this year. How about this guy? Yeah, Andy Davis wins, what, 60, I think like 60-something games in two seasons, which how insane is that? But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of talent at Summerall, uh, as, as we've all known throughout the years. And, uh, you know, they got a lot of guys going the junior college route, a few guys going to PRCC, Andrew Knight, Marshall Phillips. And, uh, you know, the way the PRCC pipeline works to Southern Miss, wouldn't be surprising to see more Summerall guys end up at Southern Miss. You talked about, we talked about Will McGillis leaving. Just from, from any scent that you have picked up, are there any other potential Eagles that might be might be uh, leaving the program? Uh, I think the real thing you got to watch for now is the MLB draft. Uh, you know, if I had to peg three guys that you have to watch for, I'd say Tyler Stewart. There was a lot of talk about him being taken in the draft midway through the year. I think Landon Harper and Dalton Rogers certainly put themselves on the on the MLB draft radar as well. So I, I think that's the one Eagle fans will kind of have to keep their fingers crossed over. But that, those would be my three guesses in terms of transferring out. Not that I know of. N- nobody, nobody that's uh, starting to say the least. And why would you want to transfer out? I mean, you're, you're going to be on a probably a preseason top 10 baseball program. Well, I'm not talking about the starters necessarily, yeah. but but they're, you know, yeah. for for playing it like Graham said it's not always about yeah, playing time, yeah. but sometimes it is. And Andrew, let me ask you about this. It is a new dawn. I think it was about 45 minutes after the Super Regional ended that they took the uh CUSA logo <laughs> off the wall at Pete Taylor Park. Uh, it, it's a new era and uh you know, as we get through the summer and we get closer to the fall, I, I think we're going to sense a lot of excitement about playing football in the Sun Belt. Well, you know, July 1 is is when that new dawn begins, so to speak. Uh, so I, I think you're going to see probably a, a lot of a lot of news come out about, you know, just Southern Miss's future intentions. I did I did a story with uh, Jeremy McLean a couple weeks or probably a couple months ago just about now that they're conference realignments over with what's next and, and Jeremy had told me that there's going to be uh, news coming out midway through the summer of what their future plans are and what do you speculate that to be well I know Green Green Coliseum's at the top of the list I definitely wrote about that um, I think 
the way Jeremy phrased it to me was that there it is a list of all of their future goals that they want to accomplish within the next five years. Right. And, and what all those goals are, you know, to be seen, you know, um, but I, I know budget was one, one of the main goals we had talked about in my story. Uh, re, like I said, re green and all their plans that they have for that. And, uh, and, you know, I think that's a pretty good starting place, to say the least. I do think that after this Super Regional, that you've got to start asking the question, what, if any, or how much you need to do something at Pete Taylor Park. Um, and, and I don't know what the answer is. It seems as if you go down first base, you cut out the roofs. It seems you can't go down third base because of the apartment complex. But, but Andrew, I mean, as, as your observations, I mean, it would seem as if the demand is there. Yeah, and you know it's tough because there's not much to not much space to work with. I think if I think it's something you have to talk about, especially after you know with how absurdly crowded the super regionals got. Maybe maybe add seating where those picnic tables are at in right Correct. field. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I didn't get to talk to Jeremy about that, but gosh, that's a. That's a hard. Uh, that's a hard thing to try and work around. I'd imagine. Yeah, the thing that's so difficult about making decisions like that is right now. Obviously, there's peak interest in Southern Miss baseball, but God forbid, twenty years down the road, the Eagles may be not doing well, and then then you don't have near the crowds, and then you've got this big cavernous facility. Talk about negative. No, I'm just. I, I said twenty wow. years down the road, okay. you and I will be long gone, Getty. Right. <laughs> in twenty years, us, but, yeah. but I'm just saying. Well, you know, they got rid of the famous right field section at at uh, Mississippi State because they had to expand. I personally could see – I don't know why you couldn't put bleachers all the way down the uh, right field line. seems to me that – And you can still go up. Yeah, it seems to me if people were sitting the way they were during the regional, they could have been sitting in seats. But, you know, what do I know? Hey, Andrew, before we run out of time and we're about up for break, I just want to thank you for the coverage you give to Southern Miss Sports, particularly in, in light of the death of the Hattiesburg American – and the Clarion Ledger and their, you know, super glue attachment to the SEC. Uh, thank you uh, for the job you do bringing uh, print journalism to Southern Miss Athletics. You do a very good job. Oh, well, I, I appreciate it. Okay, and you're not related to Chuck Abbott, correct? Uh, no, I, uh, I'm not. I, I've never exactly <laughs> gone out of my way to clear that up since it seemed to help people want to go read my stuff. But, uh, <laughs> It's just a a helpful coincidence. All right, Thank you very much, Andrew. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Last segment of the Eagle Hour on this Friday. Last segment of the week brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. On Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, get fit at D1. Get schooled up in a great swing and instruction at DBAT. DBATHattiesburg.com, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. All right, a couple news and notes. First and foremost, if he didn't have enough already, Tanner Hall getting another all-American, uh, what do we call them? Honor. Nod. Nod, yeah. Nod honor, salute 
So today, first team All-American, American Baseball Coaches Association, Rawlings' first team as a starting pitcher. So it just got named to the South Region. In, in fact, guys, yesterday our entire rotation was named uh, to this in the South Region. But Tanner Hall today, first team All-American by the American Baseball Coaches Association. Congrats uh, to him. All right, kind of breaking news here, and um, it, it deals with LSU. But, again, anytime something like this happens, guys, you got to kind of pick your head up and, and, and just, uh, just wonder. LSU baseball pitching coach Jason Kelly is now being named the head coach of Washington, the University of Washington baseball, which means LSU doesn't have a pitching coach. Which means we all what? We hold our breath and hope that Christian Ostrander will not go somewhere else. I, I, I mean, I feel good about his situation. I feel good. I, I feel like he wants to be here. But guys, when, you know, Kelly, you were talking during the break, like when something like this happens, you just kind of, you know, p- raise your eyebrows just a smidge. He's been very clear uh, and open about the fact that he wants to be the head coach here at Southern Miss, you know, someday. Now he could go. He could go and come back. You know that opportunity might have. I mean, Jeff Bauer did that, right? Jeff Bauer was an assistant coach here, went to Oklahoma State, and uh, was an offensive coordinator there, and then came back as head coach. So I guess that could happen. This is all speculation, by the way. This just happened. But but you would you certainly would understand why LSU would target somebody like Christian Ostrander. But he's been very very public and open about wanting to be here as a head coach, but. When that money starts getting, you know, being thrown around, uh, it's certainly worth listening to if that opportunity well, came. He's got a well. great staff of kids here. You, you would think, and this is total speculation, obviously. Sure. That if he left, it would be for a head coaching job. Somewhere. Sure. You would. Think. And you know, everybody's basically in the agreement that when Scott calls it a career, you know, Oz is going to take over. All right, College World Series opening day today. In the second inning, guys, Oklahoma pounding Texas A&M eight to nothing. Boomer Sooner. Later on today, Notre Dame, who took down, uh, who served as a, an instrument of public justice, uh, took down Tennessee. They will play Texas tonight um, at six p.m. And then tomorrow, the the other two uh, games, Arkansas and Stanford at one p.m. And then Ole Miss and Auburn at. 6 p.m. But remember, if uh, if Texas A&M loses, it's okay. They'll just go out and get nine more new players. <laughs> they'll, they'll buy their they'll the money's, buy their money's no object, brother. <laughs> right? Cancel a few cancel a few games hey, late in the but, year and. Uh, but, but don't say that because Ross Bjork will will petition the NCAA or or the the conference uh, to to go after you. Anyway, you were also talking about uh, other coaching spots. You know, Baylor has named. It's new coach, but but there was talk that Lane Burroughs was going to get that job. Yeah, yeah. I, saw that. I was, um, saw that. So he he it's did not. He'll wind up at Louisiana Tech, and then you guys is is this? I mean, do we need to be making funeral arrangements for Conference USA with the news over the weekend that all these other schools are going to leave for the all their baseball schools are gone now? Well, and yeah. I ask you, yeah. who's left? Who's, who, it won't, who, it won't have, who is this? That? Is the last year that it'll take play? I mean, it won't materialized till twenty. What do you think Louisiana Tech is thinking? Yeah, but 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 I mean, really, what what is going to happen? I mean, the the leadership so weak that that they have led themselves into oblivion. How can you sit there and watch a ship sink like this, and no administrators of the of the schools that are in the conference seem to? It goes back to the presidents of the schools. Well, you, correct. You should right. see. You should see the East Carolina social media when their reaction. They said, "Can we please get out of the American as soon as possible?" Because they see it the way the Sun Belt didn't see it. The Sun Belt went after programs, 
And all the American is doing is doing it's a Conference USA 2.0. They're going after media markets, and the same thing's going to happen. Yeah, that's yeah. not why East that's and East Carolina's argument is that's not what we that's not what we bought into. Right. That's not what right. we bargained for. And now, according to East Carolina, you know, they wouldn't say this publicly, but the schools coming in, they're they're going we're we're better than they are. You know, um, um, so. Right. About, about a minute left, guys. Just want to follow up on what we were talking about with Andrew Abadie earlier. Let, let's salute Will McGillis uh, to, to end this week. He will end his career with 30 home runs, 113 RBIs, 125 runs, a 461 oh. percentage slugging percentage, 365 on base percentage, and a two time. Mm-hmm. team captain. So uh, Hattiesburg's own Will McGillis as he uh, departs Southern Miss Baseball. We salute you. Thank you for all your contributions. A, a, fine, a fine player and a great, great young man. Just a, just an absolutely uh, great young man. And you know, I interviewed his father and visited with him a good bit Sunday. And I, I'm, I'm telling you guys, I don't think his father had a clue. His father told me. We, he we told played. me, yeah. Well, he's about to get his master's degree and he has every plan on coming back here. Well, that, that's what Will's been saying for years. My dad doesn't have a clue. <laughs> well, I don't know that he had about this. I mean, I, I don't think he was being dishonest with me right. at all. And uh, Well, he's a, he's a man. He's a, right? he's a young man and he's yeah. ready to move to a new chapter in his life. And I hope he has nothing but success. God bless him. All right, great week on the Eagle Hour. We'll ramp it up next week. Football not far off. We're going to start talking a little bit about that. We hope you'll join us each and every day at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.